0: Before we get started, does anyone want
1: to get out? They're in the computer? This is
0: getting all the hot. Wow! Strange things are fun. Hold on to your
2: potato! Listen. You smell something? Hello welcome to Clear History Podcast, a podcast where we go on the internet, at work, look up a bunch of dumb shit,
1: and fuck you in the ear holes with it.
2: Wow. <laughs> I'm your old pal, Steve, with me as always is.
1: Hot Hands Megan, and today we have a couple of guests with us.
2: A guest couple, which is Evan and Janelle. Yo, what up?
1: That's
3: that? right. Jay Nasty Nugs.
2: Jay Nasty Nugs. <laughs> they call it <me> Gargoyle. Gargoyle. <laughs> they call
3: gargoyle. No one calls, calls him me
0: that.
3: Them. No, they don't. Well, Steve's
1: been trying to convince my children to call him Dr. Snakes. I like and that. uh And Quinn, when we were playing a board game today, went, Mr. Snakes. <laughs> hey, <it's weird. laughs> yeah.
2: is pretty funny.
1: She realizes he doesn't have the proper education.
2: (laughs) Don't forget that uh, Goose and Missy are also here. Um, They seem to be chilling right now, but if you hear some weird dog breathing, it might be them. So, just let you know. um, (laughs) All right, let's get to the Evan and Janelle both made their premiere, actually, in the spooky uh, stories. 10.5 10.5 episode. If you guys want to go back and check that one out, if you really like
1: uncomfortable stories, can't <laughs> yeah. fire <our> stories. I, <laughs> I think Evan had, Evan had a good one. Evan
2: had a good one where, where was he really good. Thanks. Central There's High nice. School and saw we'll a true story. I got spooked. So, um recently we did our um Mothman episode, which I think I was, I was pretty happy with. And at the end, we discussed the curse of Chief Cornstalk.
1: Yes, Chief Cornstalk. Are you going to talk about the curse of...
2: So I'm going to do it briefly. Okay. Um, today, my topic is going to be... Chi- uh, not chiefs, but... Um, cornstalks?
3: <laughs> not
2: not cornstalks either, Hello, we are a Nebraska-based podcast. My topic is curses which oh. so i think are very interesting because could it be just coincidence could it be an actual curse like what are curses like i like i don't walk under fucking ladders like is that a
1: curse or is that it's like superstition. a superstition
2: yeah. like it's just it's like luck, a cursing right? thing like it's a bad juju i'm not sure so i uh, to start off, I'm going to talk about the, the curse of Chief Cornstalk.
1: He sounds like the lamest chief. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Chief...
0: Running bull or, or some
1: Chief something. hard dick horse. I don't know. Like. It
2: seems like he's a good like providing chief, you know? So, th- this chief was unjustly killed during a diplomatic visit In November of 1777.
1: Right after we became a country.
2: Yeah, I mean, we weren't even necessarily a
0: country at the time. And upon his death, he said, I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred with you, but only protect our wigwams and (laughs) lands. I refuse to join your preface enemies with redcoats. I came to the fort as your friend, and you murdered me. You have murdered by my side my young son. For this, may the curse of the Great Spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature, may it be blighted in its hopes, may the strength of its peoples be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. That's a
2: fucking badass
0: curse.
1: Yeah.
2: And That's kind um, of
1: crazy. Can anyone curse anyone?
2: Oh yes. man, the curses! I feel like they work. I don't understand <laughs> curses. I'm not sure how it how it goes, but in this area, so we were talking about Mothman yeah. uh, a couple episodes ago, and in 1907, 310 miners were killed.
1: Like people Whoa. under 18?
2: <laughs> no, people mining. <laughs> they were killed in the worst. Coal mine disaster in American history in that area. In 1944, 150 people were killed in a tornado in that area. Jesus. 1967, 46 killed in the Silver Bridge disaster. And if you're following our podcast, you've heard about this. Mothman. Mothman. Mm. 1968, 35 were killed in an airplane crash. In 1970, 75 were killed in another This is like this crash. small fucking town Damn.
1: with 1,300 people? Yep.
2: I was getting so marked by this curse. So that's all of them now, right? In, 19- <laughs> no yeah, right? Dead, okay? in 1978, there was a train derailment. Jesus. Which dumped thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals... And contaminated all the wells. They weren't able to use their wells for years and years past that. And then, also in 1978, 51 died when the Ooh, scaffolding move. Move. collapsed. <laughs> just like, we're living there. There. The scaffolding <laughs> collapsed during a a power plant construction project. Like
3: of course.
2: So I think chief cornstalk fucking got his bodies yeah he meant it the next one that really comes to mind when it comes to like curses is have you guys heard of the the king tut curse
1: um i heard about mm. the king tut curse from my seven-year-old after dinner tonight when she walked in and said hey mom did you know the curse of king tut and she rattled it all off to me and i said how did you know that Did she, she goes, do good? Yeah, and she's like, I'm doing research for Steve, and then walked away. The
2: dominion's doing it for you. Have you two, Evangel, uh, have you guys heard of the King Tut curse? I've heard a little bit about it. Um, I'm not super familiar with it. I recall. So, in the early 1900s, English people were doing what English people do, and mm, prancing, around, their teeth. <laughs> prancing around Egypt, trying to find old pharaoh's tombs, <laughs> prancing around. <laughs> oh! <laughs> like, seriously, that's not me. Like, a lot of these... You A lot of these, um, Egyptian tombs were, you know, already sacked, like, years ago. You know, because they would, they would bury their pharaohs and stuff, and people would, like, loot the... the tombs, you know, and then, like, sell the gold off, and whatever. So... There was one archaeologist named Howard Carter, and he was convinced that if he found an almost unknown pharaoh, such as King Tutankhamun, <laughs>
1: He's Tutankhamun
2: <tootin'> <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But um, this guy wasn't like a big, big time pharaoh or whatever so like a lot of people didn't know about him so they weren't really necessarily looking for him and he thought that if it was like the unknown pharaoh that there could still be some like treasure and and all this oh yeah so treasure actually and what makes it even more interesting is that king tut's records were erased by his successor the the guy that took over the crown like literally went back and deleted all history
0: of King That was pretty common back then. We don't know
1: shit about shit because Yeah,
0: shipping the noses off of statues and stuff like that. So Mm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: So like so Carter searched for years and he finally found the grave and this tomb was completely intact with an unbelievable amount of treasure. And it was rumored that before this tomb was entered, Carter found this this uh, tablet that read,
0: "Death will come on swift wings to him who disturbs the peace of the king."
2: Uh oh, super rhyming, spooky. So he quickly hid this warning, so he would not like scare away his like crew of oh, people yeah. that were helping him and um it ended up being maybe a thing george herbert the fifth earl of carnavon sounds like this guy is like a british guy like i was telling you before like there's like this british these british assholes going through egypt Pretend like they're like.
1: Nigel Thornberry.
2: Like, oh, I'm finding out all this interesting information about mm, Egyptian pharaohs. (laughs) It's very British. So he financed this whole excavation project (laughs) that uh, the other guy started. A few months after George Herbert died of blood poisoning. He got blood bit by poison. a mosquito and he died of blood poisoning. Malaria. He drank poisoned blood. I don't know if it was malaria. It was just it just says blood poisoning, but possibly.
1: But it's like months later. How is that necessarily related to the pharaoh
2: or the uh, two oh, incoming oh, guy? How, how, how come I can't just believe something that Steve says for once? <laughs> <laughs> this is the 16th or whatever episode. Come on. Everything I've said has been completely true every single time. Oh, yeah. No,
1: that's complete <laughs> horseshit. Every time.
2: Sir Bruce Ingram So this guy died too. Howard Carter, the ar- archaeologist who discovered the tomb, gave a paperweight to his friend Ingram as a gift. The paperweight <laughs> consisted of a mummified hand wearing a bracelet that inscribed the phrase cursed be he it's fucking he. terrifying <laughs> what? Is fucking a gift? it on there it's
1: not a gift. They, they cursed on
2: it? it says cursed Throw that be hand away. he who
0: moves my body I mean that's fair you know. then
2: Ingram's house burned to the ground and he tried to build, to rebuild his house and it was hit by a flood
0: Curse, but see, it's like, wasn't life just also terrible in the 30s or whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah. It just seems like a regular year, yeah. it's like
1: a terrible fucking gift. It's like,
0: oh, your friend dies, yeah, a mummified after hand, giving you a mummified in hand, a paperweight hand that in specifically says that that's that's it
3: is cursed.
1: I feel like a paperweight was a much better gift back then,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, 100%. the papers are
2: flying around all the time. Well, yeah, the belt <laughs> gotta paint. get a goddamn weight. <laughs> Could yeah. it be a 3,000 year old mommy's hand?
0: I'm pretty sure glass wasn't invented yet, so windows were just open, wind blowing through, all your paper's (laughs) blowing all over. You a mummy's hand. All fucking paper.
2: Another example, Sir Archibald Douglas Reed, a radiologist, x-rayed Tut before the mummy was giving to the museum authorities. He got sick the next day, and three days later, died. mm James Henry Breasted.
1: What <laughs> is that a verb or a, a
2: famous Egyptologist <laughs> of the day was working with Carter the day the tomb was opened. Shortly thereafter, he allegedly returned home to find that his pet canary had been eaten by a cobra. Jeez. That'll
1: happen if you have a cobra in the fucking house.
2: A cobra is the symbol of Egyptian monarchy. <laughs> and a motif that kings wore on their headdresses to represent protection. It was a rather ominous sign. Breasted himself <laughs> died in 35. Okay. Although... His death did occur immediately after a trip to Egypt. But the big hmm. dog, Howard Carter, the one that I said the first guy. Okay. The guy who decided to start this whole... Mission? Thing. Never had a mysterious, inexplicable illness. And his house never fell victim to any fiery disasters. He died of lymphoma. Which is the cancer of the lymph nodes. Mm. When he was 64. 64. His tombstone says, May your spirit live. May you spend millions of years, you who love Thebes, sitting in your face to the north wind, your eyes beholding happiness.
1: Goose is looking his balls right
2: now while you're saying
1: that.
0: Or missing. No. <laughs> well, she's right.
1: Really, like, but... He personally never fell victim to the curse. The, the main
0: well, guy didn't. His life was still a... was death was a bummer but still. There, yeah, there, was, like, there was a big lymphoma? body count. So
2: I think it's interesting. I think curses are interesting. I'm not sure what it means to be cursed.
1: Do you believe in a curse?
2: I think... I mean, it makes sense, but it's also like just... It seems like if you believe in something, you can make it.
1: There's an interesting mm. Stephen King book called Thinner, which I think they made oh, into yeah. a shitty fucking movie. Oh, it's a bad movie. It's a bad never movie, but it, the yeah. book is actually pretty good. Really, ever read it? Um, uh, Gypsy puts a curse on him, and he's like a big—he's yes. like a really big guy. She's like thinner, and he becomes thinner and thinner and thinner to the point of almost dying. But. Mm makes you wonder
2: well i feel like uh, the like the, the placebo effect like if you Absolutely, think that yeah. it's gonna be shitty then it's gonna end up
0: shitty you well, if you believe well if you believe in the curse i think that's what makes it real and i'll yeah. tell you a story real quick is one times my one times one time my friends and i one <laughs> times we stole like the bust of jesus from a church when we were teenagers <laughs> and we jesus took it home Evan? And we, like, we put it on a wheelchair and put a sombrero on it. And we'd push it around the house. And, but then we started oh to believe God. that it was, like, we were cursed for stealing it. Because we were all, like, losing our jobs and our cars were breaking down. Which, in retrospect, I think... We were, just, life of an year old? we were just an 18-year-old? We were just shitheads. And we were staying up all night stealing clearly, clearly statues from you churches. Clearly, were
3: putting yeah. a, a, you know... Jesus bust on a Mm -hmm.
0: wheelchair and we weren't very stable. No,
1: and you know this cultural appropriation and (laughs) (laughs) making fun of. Gotta add
0: that layer to it. Yeah. (laughs) So we returned it. It was under construction, so we just brought the statue back and left it outside. And you know, whatever. Maybe they thought it was haunted and made it downstairs somehow. I hope that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But. Ooh. But it wasn't a curse. But we really bought into it.
3: Yeah, it's like that belief of like, superstition and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm very superstitious. I will not walk underneath ladders. I mean, uh, if I yeah. spill salt, throw it over the shoulder.
0: But See, I walk under ladders all the time, and my life is terrible. And that's, you know, I'm fine. Because?
1: Your life's not terrible. I'm kidding, I love my life. It's <laughs> a
0: joke.
2: We don't like to think about it, but at some point, we're all going to die. So why not go out with a bang? At Sarcophagus R.S., we'll send you out in style like a pharaoh by the Nile. Prices starting at $250,000. Once we hear of your passing, we'll send our mummification station and a full crew to preserve that sexy body of yours. Book your sizing appointment today at sarcophagusrs.com. Evan, what do you have to
0: present this evening? Well, um, as you may or may not know, I'm a pretty big true crime fan, and if I'm correct... yeah. What's your
2: favorite podcast?
0: Oh, God, I like a lot of them. I like True Crime Garage because it's well-researched, but I kind of hate both the guys on it. (laughs) I like a lot of Last Podcast. Um, I like Up and Vanished, but the dude on it, yeah, he's, Uh, he's a little weird. He's a little much. Yeah, he's a little, like... He's Second season, very was, proud of himself.
1: Yeah, it's a little pretentious as
0: fuck. Oh, yeah. Pay attention, And again. it's all about you those weird great. Wook hippies, you know? And, like, that part. Yeah. It's like, he's like, so I asked Breddy Dryan what he thought. Breddy Dryan. Dreddy Brian. How he felt about, <laughs> you know? And it's like, all the characters. It's pretty cringy, but... Uh, well, you, but you're able to
2: you listen to a lot of podcasts on the clock, right?
0: I I am. I work in a warehouse, and it's silent all day, and people barely talk, and so I listen to podcasts all day. Yeah. So I know. have you Hell listened yeah.
1: to Dr. Death yet? It's only like six episodes. I have, or so. oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I had heard about that before, I listened to Dr. Death, but it's very well done. I it really, is. I binged it the last day and a half, my last day of work. Yeah. Um, all right, that's cool. So you listen to True Crime, so you gonna talk about something true crime. I
0: am, yes. And the topic I chose... Um, Sort of related to true crime, but I chose cryptic YouTube videos. <laughs> oh gosh! If uh, and I promise it's worth it. But here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna play you this video, and I want you guys to maybe scoot in where you can see it. Scoot in where you it's can see it. It's more about the audio.
2: Listeners of audio.
0: But uh, this video is called "I Feel Fantastic," and I just kind of want to get your reaction to this video. Let me make Turn sure up my the yeah. Let me make sure my volume's up.
2: Ugh, so far,
3: not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it still
1: freaks me out. I've seen this before, but it's still fucking creepy.
2: fantastic
1: hey, hey,
3: hey. <laughs> so bad.
1: terrifying
0: uh. okay and that's about good we'll turn it off there mm. okay so does anybody want to describe what they saw
2: very mannequin-y
3: uncomfortable
2: it's
1: woman mannequin who looks very tall, standing in front of some windows with a blonde like chin-length bob. She's got dead eyes. Her lips are kind of moving, and she's just like, you know, obviously you heard that I feel fantastic. And it, that is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life. And I would have been oh, more yeah. shocked had I not seen it already. But I am also a person oh, yeah. who's into weird shit. So yeah, I've seen yeah. it before. And it I is, still... It's <laughs> unsettling, to it's say the unsettling least. unsettling yes. yes. as fuck, Absolutely. I don't know what to make of it. I yeah. still don't know what to make of it. So please, oh, yeah. if you've Makes done me any me research, enlighten me. Because I stopped looking into it after I saw that video. So...
0: <laughs> Alright. Well, I did a little bit of research. And, um... That is Tara the Android. Um and that's, that's who we just saw singing. It's a robot who is standing in a room singing the I Feel Fantastic song. Um, she changes outfits at one point, and she kind of moves from standing in the center of the room to sitting on the floor, um, only her hands and her lips and her head kind of moves. And then there's... This one long shot in the video of a pile of dirt and sticks behind the house, which I didn't play it long enough because uh, it's pretty hard to listen to. But uh, I don't
1: think I ever made it that far in the video.
0: Yeah, that part comes up, and we're going to talk about it. But, um, but uh, you know, and in case you couldn't understand, a transcript of the songs is I feel fantastic, hey, hey, hey. You feel fantastic, hey, hey, hey you are fantastic. Hey, 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 I feel fantastic. Hey, Hey, Hey. Sounds good. Very uplifting. Feels very fantastic. (laughs) But then the song takes a turn and there's a line where the robot says, run, 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 please leave. And she repeats, please leave five times. And this video was uploaded nine years ago to a YouTube channel called creepy blog. And it's the only video they ever uploaded. Um, Nothing oh, nothing else. I didn't know that. Nope. Oh, God, it's that's... got like 16 million views, but that's the only video they ever uploaded. And uh, if you look at the description of the video, it gives a synopsis of a Greek myth in which a sculptor named Pegasus is disgusted by women prostituting themselves. His his specialty was sculpting beautiful perfect women and he saw Saw prostitutes, and he was disgusted, and so he tried to create his pure, perfect companion. Mm, and if you read she's on in pure. the description, she's very pure. She's very... She's very white. I almost said she's yeah, a, she, very white, which seems <laughs> racist. I yeah. do not want to
3: say racist. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, pure as the driven snow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what Tara the android is. Absolutely.
0: Tara is very pure, um... But so the description also suggests that the creator of the robot is a modern pegmillion and that no one has the right to judge him for creating his perfect bride. Um, and a lot of people did some research because this is the scariest video ever and they tracked down the creator of the robot through an old forum where uh, a lot of like Android and animatronic creators made this forum and it was like I think 2006 or something like that. Okay. When, when this video was actually mm. filmed. Mm. Um. Creeps. You, right? <laughs> you oh. don't like
3: it? No, it's creeps. <laughs> you don't like the the, the blog? I thought I thought you ate something stinky people? or something. You're in there rustling around.
0: But so, <laughs> but so they found this guy. Uh, his name is John Bergeron. And there's not a lot of information about him. That video, or I mean, the uh, the website doesn't exist anymore. And a lot of his. Uh, well, actually, since you're cracking a beer, I'll take a drink of my Can beer get... real quick.
2: I'm actually cracking a bag
0: well, of get, get, get champagne. Go, go, buddy. This isn't Steve's beer review, Steve. But uh, <laughs> it is a delicious. We've been over that.
1: You're not allowed to plug it on this show.
0: I plug whatever I want. USA, let, and Steve. let Tara the android plug your holes. <laughs>
1: She's just uh, so excited. Plug your holes.
0: She feels fantastic. Yeah, Did that video make you feel fantastic, by the way? No, it no. made me no. yeah, they they feel I need Steve leave the room. Yeah, is Steve no, left, left the room and ate pretzels.
3: I gotta eat away that. It's well, uh, it very, very unsettling. unsettling.
0: Well, they... um. So they tracked down this guy, John Berggren, and he had this this website that he linked to on this forum where he would create androids like Tara, and that's how they found the name of Tara the Android, and uh, he would sell like three minute long music videos of her... Music videos and quotes because that's that was one of the music videos. So you know, one theory is that John Bergerin, you know, he created this uh, this robot to be his perfect bride, and that's why he referenced Pegmillion in the description. But there's one more darker theory, which is that uh, John Bergerin is actually a modern day Pegmillion. And after being disgusted with a real human named Tara, He murdered her and buried her body where the wooded area was featured in the video. He then created his own new version of Tara, who could be pure and beautiful the way he wanted her to be, and he dressed her in his victim's clothes. And if you listen to the song, the first couple of lines are, I feel fantastic, you feel fantastic, you are fantastic, and a lot of people believe that that's what he wanted this perfect, pure Tara to be saying to him. But what she really said was, please leave. And she ran. Ugh, oh, And so I like he, it. he murdered her and left her in the woods. So yeah, it's So a, then
1: he created a, <sighs> a robot lady?
0: So he created a robot of her to sing songs to him about how good she feels to be his wife now. Ugh. Oh. Oh. So I don't and, like,
1: uh, I don't like robots.
0: No robots. It's the Uncanny I, Valley. They're horrifying. There's
1: this wood carving museum. I don't know if it's still open. It's a shitty wood carving museum in South Dakota, and it's got all these carvings. It's got some cool wood carvings, but it's also got these animatronic wood carvings from a former Disney oh, no. animator oh, that no, no. got cool. fired, and it's like creepy dental animatronics like these, like in
0: a dental uh, office nuh-uh. i can't
1: stand that shit
0: oh no anything like i love museums but anything with like a mannequin i have a hard time walking into that room let alone if it's moving around something and singing that, at me
3: something that does not blink
0: yeah it's it's, it's scary or it blinks
2: too much yeah it blinks too much
3: <laughs>
0: yeah it's like no. blinking and blinking
3: <laughs> dry eyes just keeps <laughs> blinking
0: it means you need to plug it in
1: I don't know how they got Tara's lips to move. Is there any chance that it's actually a person, not a robot? It's I very realistic looking. I don't it d- think like so. It's like stiff know. looking, but it's also like, on the other hand, looks like it... Could potentially be a person in, a, like, a, a mask, being super stoked? I don't know.
0: Maybe. It's, it's very tall, also. Yeah, I don't know. very tall. And, you know, when you look at the video, when I first saw it, I, I saw it, whatever, years ago, when it kind of first came out, a friend showed it to me. And yeah, that's how I saw th- it, And there's, too. like, a braid of cords leading to her legs. And at first, I thought it was chains, which made it way scarier. Like, she was supposed to be shackled to the bed. My yeah, question so it's is, scary.
3: why... The lines of run, run, run. Please yeah. Leave. Oh yeah. Don't What's they that? seem out
0: of place? <laughs> you know, it's horrifying. <laughs> I feel yeah.
3: Fantastic. Yeah. At first, like, it could just be like, oh, that's weird, but then it goes into, a, oh, like is that like a recording he got of her?
0: Oh yeah, and she says.
3: Maybe to someone else who was maybe there. And it's
0: yeah. Like, it's terrifying
3: it's absolutely
1: just unsettling and there's no explanation for it and the only explanation is either
3: fucked up creative initiative or something fucked up happened maybe he's in his own like so deep into this like robot house that maybe that's like him being like Telling himself to run if we if we ah, want to keep going down this crazy. I guess that road. is a weird look at oh, it. Oh, that is yeah. a good look at I it. I never That's thought of that. It's yeah. like get out of here. It what is are you doing? like if you if you You're look in love with a robot.
0: If you watch the video, it's just it's like it it almost seems like he's in like a a well lit trailer with no blinds or anything in the middle of the night and something about that also makes it just a little bit scarier. It's like if. It, it, have some shame if you're doing something fucking weird, like playing yeah, with a robot like Yeah, like put curtains that. up, you dumbass. Yeah, like, like close <laughs> the blinds, put blinds up, own blinds, just own blinds, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, if he's in the middle of nowhere, no, one, no <laughs> one's going to see it anyways. That's true. I don't know
1: going to see anybody or hear anybody screams either. That's true. I don't know, it's scary.
0: This next video is called 112 Dirtbag, and I don't know if you're familiar at all with the Mara Murray case.
1: No, it's, um, one. it's not one. It's a. good uh,
0: well, we'll dive into a little bit. It's a pretty mysterious disappearance, but we're not going to go into all the details because a lot of other podcasts and journalists have done a way better job than I would. But, wow. but, uh, <laughs> not to offend you.
2: <laughs> well, at Clear History Podcast, we don't necessarily give the best information, but, uh, it's fun. You give a lot. That's what we're trying to do. It's we're fun. Really trying to make it fun. Yeah. It's not accurate or true. It's the
1: internet.
0: So this video, it's a 112 dirtbag. It was uploaded February 8th, 2012. Um, And the channel user no longer exists, but mirrors of the content from the channel still do. Okay. Uh, The user and the channel were both deleted. The video shows a man laughing, and it might be forced laughter. (laughs) After a while, yes, (laughs) it sounds like that. (laughs) And... And it's in a dark room He's all by himself It goes a little over a minute And there's a reflection on his glasses But you can't really make out what the reflection is But it's obviously of a screen And there's some low music playing That's also indistinguishable But the man laughs for a few minutes And the phrase (laughs) Just like that, you did it (laughs) But then uh, But then the phrase happy anniversary Comes across the screen Before the video ends (laughs) Um, And if you just watch this video, it doesn't really seem like anything until you start to kind of dive into the details and dissect it a little bit. Um, And so to do that, we'll start with the disappearance of Mara Murray. She was a 21-year-old college student, and in February of 2004, she seemingly out of nowhere withdrew all of her money out of her bank account, which was less than $300. She bought some alcohol, and she drove to... The mountains of New Hampshire, Hampshire, I don't even know <laughs> if that was Hampshire. Hampshire. I was right the first time. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I would say Hampshire.
0: But she uh, she left her dorm at the University of Massachusetts Amherst and drove into the white mountains of New Hampshire.
2: Okay.
0: And, sure. Uh, sure. So, I mean, there was a lot of stuff leading up to her disappearance. Um, I'm not going to really go into it, like I said, but... Pretty much every character in the story seems like a, they've got some dirt on them, you okay. know. But, uh, but at some point, while she was driving through the mountain, she lost control of her car and crashed into a snowbank on the side of the road. Oh, shit. A man came upon her shortly after that, and he offered to call the police for her, but she begged him not to. Um, and a lot of people think it's maybe because she was drinking and driving. Nobody really knows. Uh, He went home and reported the accident anyways, and then another woman who could see the accident from her window She said that she could see Mara one minute and then She turned around and turned back and she was just gone and that was the last confirmed sighting of her in the last 14 years Wow. and So this video like I said it was uploaded February 8th 2012 by 112 dirtbag And if we kind of dive into the name here, uh, February 8th was the 8th anniversary of her disappearance. And at the end of the video, it says happy anniversary. The highway that she crashed on was Highway 112. Oh, no. And when she went missing, her parents were interviewed, and her dad said, I think she was kidnapped by some dirtbag.
1: No, Mm. is this the dude?
0: It's maybe the dude. Uh, some people kind of dug into it and found out that this guy is named Alden Olsen. And he's not. He sounds not,
1: like a serial fucking.
0: Asshole. Yeah, no, he's not okay. He has other videos. <laughs> There's a lot wrong with this guy. Um, his whole channel's been deleted, like I said, but when 112 was still. or 112 Dirtbag was still active, he posted a lot of videos, but two other that are very suspicious and relevant. One is just titled Mara Murray. And it was only up for 24 hours, I think. With her name? Yep. And it's just an image of a ticket to Brenton Woods Mountain Resort, which is near where she went missing, and it's where a lot of people think she was headed to. And uh, the ticket is for February 11th, 2004, which is just a couple days after she went missing. And that one was promptly promptly deleted after uploading, but he's got one more that's a real doozy, um, and it's called "No Ho- No Hope for Mental Wannabe." And let me find the right. Did <laughs> <Wait, laughs> uh, I just go
2: to the Omaha Public Library to print this out?
0: I did it at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we do things here. Then too, I cleared right? the history. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. all
2: right. I have it. I should.
0: So he posted this other video called "No Hope for Mental Wannabe." So. This one's actually the most cryptic of all. The first few minutes are just him playing music on a keyboard while wearing a fedora. The last few seconds of this video show an image of an oblong shape surrounded by a few numbers. And then to the right of that is a crudely drawn face in which the right eye flashes black a few times at the very end of the video. And it looks like nothing but this guy named James Renner. He's been writing this blog about the disappearance of Mara Murray for... I mean, years, and he's, okay. by all accounts, obsessed with the, uh, with the disappearance. And he ended up looking at a map of Brenton Woods Mountain Resort, which is where people think she was headed, and the oblong shape in the middle resembles the main lodge in the center oh, of the place. No. And then the numbers around it correspond to different ski spots and different locations on the map, and they're in relatively the same area and then this ugly face that's to the right it's like this really like ms paint shitty drawn face and uh if you overlay it over the golf course to the right of the lodge like the features on the face kind of match up with the actual topographic shape of the the golf course just of the golf course and then that right eye that was blinking at the end is one specific pocket of this golf course Oh, no. And unfortunately, there's no body been found. Any evidence, you know, pointing towards this guy is all uh, circumstantial. And so, as far as, like, 2017, I think, is when the article I was reading was published. They haven't searched this ski resort, so she could be there. They just haven't searched it. They just haven't searched it. Probably
1: because they don't have the funds to, and it's been so long.
0: Yeah, and... I mean, we don't know if it's his way of pointing at where the body is or if he's pointing at where things happened that happened to her, but she's gone. She hasn't been seen in 14 years. A lot of people think That's that so she fucked. tried to disappear, but yeah. It's,
1: That's so fucked. It's I a mystery. want to kill someone and put a mystery on YouTube. No, yeah. I don't want to kill someone. I'm sorry. I
0: mean, I mean, try not to, but it'd be really spooky. And then maybe <laughs> in like 14 years, someone can have a podcast about it. And Fuck yeah. Just think about that. Mind, go for yeah. the fame. Go for the glory. It,
3: it, it really reminds you to never go anywhere alone. Yeah, especially as a, a small woman. I don't mm-hmm. know how her dimensions, but and just her
0: womanly dimensions were small. Well, she was
3: clearly and she'd been drinking, so
0: she was like one twenty-five-seven, I think. So she was she was small.
1: Either way, it doesn't matter. It's she could have been snagged. Scary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh, God. But, like, okay, so it's like, here's my thing Next with month. it. Okay, either the guy fucking did it and he's alluding to it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the one point. Which and he's, is, he's obviously which
0: is, bonkers if you is watch his videos. Which is fucked as it
1: is, okay. But the other option is it's just someone fucking with people, which is, I think, more fucked.
0: Both, both are <laughs> horrible. And, like, he, he, this guy has written a lot of things, like, on, he's commented on blogs about missing persons. You know, this, uh... Alden... God damn it, i got to look at his name again. Alden the... Alden asshole? Alden... Damn it, let me get my library pages out.
2: Alden
1: murders.
0: Um, Alden Olsen. He, he's commented on a lot of things, and he says weird shit about, like... It's obviously bonkers stuff about, like, how women should be... Are being kidnapped to be bred for weird uh, things. So I don't he's know. He's got
1: this whole kind of mentality
0: i don't know now that we've talked about it do you just want to watch it's like a minute and a half long do you want to watch uh 112 dirtbag real fast or is that bad bad radio i'm already searching it so you can we can just edit this out
1: i'm scared is it bad i want to watch it
0: i mean it's not bad when you don't know all the details about it
1: it, because you are so like boring right now go get more caffeine than you (gasps)
3: oh <gasps> no
0: and that's what he looks like that's alden
2: <laughs> oh no wait this is your weird uncle
1: <laughs> i don't have any uncles look like that but if i like did fuck no what is he watching
3: uh, don't know no this is not okay
0: and not the camera, you know?
1: Yeah. What do skin and lamps have in common? <laughs> Besides that game, sex. That's right. Pure, unadulterated sex. At SkinLamps.com, we combine beautiful hides with romantic mood lighting to create the perfect ambiance for your next sexual encounter. Each skin piece is hand-picked, locally sourced, moisturized, and unique just for you.
2: You know me, there's only two good things in life. That's skin lamps and sodomy. I'm Batman.
1: At skinlamps.com, we provide discreet delivery and have a 60-day money-back guarantee. You and your partner will love your new skin lamp. What are you waiting for? Let's get Illuminati. Alright, well, thank you, sponsor. Um, Janelle, what do you have for us
3: today? Alright, so I was doing some Googling. And I was like, hmm, you know, I always got weird shit on my mind. So this time I looked up assaults on Wendy's employees.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. The idea itself is fantastic.
3: Yeah, it's if you um, if you don't know, if you ever worked in fast food, you know you get treated like a like, fucking garbage. Yep. I don't know why I went down this, but I found... Which, I'm sure if I looked up McDonald's, Burger King, whatever. Gotta, I'm sure there'd be more the number, assaults uh, reported. But, on this... <laughs> today, I looked up Wendy's. and sorry, girl. I found a few instances. Um, We'll start back and we'll work our way up through the years. 2013... Wendy's employee assaulted over drink-ice dispute. Mm. The, in this instance, the man asked for a little ice in his soda.
2: Need a little ice, my soda.
3: This man was so displeased by his amount of ice. He got out of his car, <clears throat> threw it on the ground, went up to the drive-thru, began pounding on the windows, Oh my! and God. then he, he got in through the drive-thru windows and he grabbed the employee's arm. Fuck Luckily, no. they got away. For a drink? Yeah, a fucking soda. With drink, the
0: drink's ice. This ice. <laughs> the Just ice. Just like, amount. no
3: ice. You fuckhead. Anyways, um, man, we'll go 2016. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 16. She feels like everyone who's committed these crimes are from the South. This one was in the South. I do know this one was in Florida. No
0: way. That's the Um, South you can get.
3: This man was arrested for tossing an alligator into a Wendy's (gasps) drive-thru. No! (laughs) Yeah, he threw a fucking alligator, which is considered a deadly weapon. What?
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, we well, don't alligators around. I mean, it they are—they are dangerous
3: wild animals. <laughs> it's
0: pretty, that means that but happened. His before, mom's like so she, a she's like, about it. Yeah, oh, like, he's just a fucking prankster. A that's this. all
3: it is. It's like he's oh, just man. a prankster. That's not a prankster. That's a fucking somebody can get the fucking I thrown off
2: alligator up.
3: thrower. <laughs> not good. Uh, another instance in 2016. I don't believe was in Florida. I don't know where this was, but a. Pregnant, teen who worked at Wendy's. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was pulled out the drive-through and then thrown to the ground. <gasps> oh
2: my gosh
3: Yeah, that's
1: terrible.
3: Which I I, I, didn't, or... I don't know. I didn't really look too much into that one. There is some speculation, but there is footage. So if you want to look that up, you can, Jesus. and you can have your own.
2: I would on love that. to see it. No, you wouldn't. But this one, this you'd, one's you'd be disturbed.
3: This one's the golden ticket right here, 2017. Um, man, threatened you're, to.
2: You're c- holding on to that accent. <laughs> oh, am, I, am I going southern?
3: Yeah. Maybe it's just mine. I'm, oh, I'm just a little southern belle, and you know I love. I just Jesus. got a
2: thing or two to tell you about some Wendy's. <laughs> uh, but sometimes
3: you love. Sometimes I love Satan too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God! Ooh, excuse me. <laughs>
3: She's about to debut tontos. Okay, so yeah. 2017 golden ticket for Wendy's assaults. Um, poli- this is year. the what the police said. This is what the article was stated as. Man threatened to kill a Wendy's employee because his salad did not contain enough cucumbers. God damn it. I need Ooh. those goddamn cucumbers in
0: my fucking salad. You think it'd be like <laughs> chicken bits, but here's it's, meant no. like cucumbers. Cuc-cum- this yeah. man needs his cucumbers. cucumbers. They're just solid water. That's all they are.
3: So, 58-year-old... electrolytes, sucks. man. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, they're healthy, but so is water. They're good for mm. you,
3: and they taste delish.
0: I like cucumbers. I wouldn't... I'm not fight on them. I like cucumbers. I wouldn't fight somebody over I wouldn't a fight someone over a cucumber. Yeah, I wouldn't murder someone over it.
3: No. So, 58-year-old Theodore Gunderson mm. threw yes, the salad it at the Wendy's names. employee. <laughs> oh, my and God. And then he told them, quote... If I had a gun or a knife, you would be the first to go.
1: What the fuck, man?
3: Yeah.
1: Over oh, the fucking salad.
3: Yes, over oh, a fucking salad. Oh, the so, page. this more. is insane. no, I'm done. These, this is the conclusion. Is what I'm saying is fast food employees are treated like shit. As what? As a patron.
0: Is this a call to action?
3: Sure, yeah, you can take it as ever you want. Bring a knife to work. I used Why, to work at Broncos. Employers? I was a teenager. I worked there for three years. I had Three
2: years at one job as a teenager? Yeah,
3: I was ver- I'm was. i a very committed girl. Wow. I had change Still thrown in my face. Fucking long. Ten years in? Jesus. Eleven yeah. years?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ten years and then married
0: and then eleven years now, man. Yeah, we've been married yeah. for eleven years.
3: I had a grown man throw a change year. in my face. Over the okay. ins- I've had people insult me. I've had yeah, people throw things at you if you work in How fast food. How many people food...
2: have you literally had to stab with a letter opener?
3: <laughs> Two. Two. That's it, I swear. <laughs> That's <laughs> now, being
2: conservative. Fast
3: food employees are treated like fun, like shit. They really are. They aren't the people they because are. Because the people
2: that go there are pieces of shit.
3: Yes. Yeah, I...
2: Sorry about it. But I is like your Taco
0: Bell. Cholesterol's all, all high sometimes and my order is always fucked up, but, but I don't go back and it. scream and try and stab stab. Yeah, because you know? how mad are you about
2: the seven dollars that you spent for your supper
0: that? I'm mad at myself for spending it in it. <laughs> you know? Well I Evan, <laughs> we're gonna it.
1: find out why you're not mad in the next segment. We'll be right back.
2: Does high quality low price trek suit interest you? Are you a fan of durable and comfort? Well, and luck are you? We sell only the best tracksuit online today for you. Visit tracksuit meetcam today and use promo code for great saving. Limited time, so act now. In the rear with the gear?
1: Yeah, I'm in the rear with the gear. Our hands,
2: Megan, with the goddamn hot ass hands.
1: Last weekend, I, <laughs> uh, my brothers and their significant others and I were in Milwaukee. Brothers in win- and others. We went to the Emperor of China restaurant, oh. which oh. I felt I was severely underdressed for because I was like, oh, shit, we're meeting the emperor? What the fuck? He's not wearing any there. robes. Do I wow, need a bow? Need, yeah. You know, whatever. Um, and, we're, you know, we had a very nice meal, and it was it was fun. And my oldest brother, my older brother asked us for our birthdays <laughs> so he can discuss um, what is what are called life paths. Have you guys ever heard about your number life paths?
2: I know mm-hmm. never. No, I the fact that I'm never number mind. seven.
1: Um, yeah, because I told you. But it has to deal with numerology. There are many aspects of numerology that we're not going to delve into that can play into it and all that. But we're going to just talk about your life path number, which is an a basic indication of your life purpose. It can tell you what are your generic challenges, your tendencies, your obstacles in your life, your challenges, what lessons you're gonna learn. Um, there are other numerology techniques that can, you know, delve deeper into your character and all of that. But um, for the source of this, we're just gonna talk about your life path number and focus on your life direction. So it's founded from your birth date, which is. I texted Evan and Janelle and was like, "What's your birthday and your Social Security number and your credit card number?" They only gave me their birthday.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> we're smart. They're smart. S <laughs> M R T.
1: How we calculate your life your life path number is uh, from your birthday you know, like month date year. If you break it down, mm-hmm. um, you break it down to the the smallest number of units. So if like your uh, let's just say that your birthday was nine seven. 1941. So then that's only one digit nine. It's only one digit seven. Let's pretend that we're like old as fuck. But then (laughs) 1941 would be one plus nine plus four plus one. Hmm. Okay, so that's 15. But then you can break down again one plus five. So it's six. So then you have six oh, I see. plus eight, which would or plus seven, which would be the day, and then plus nine. And you, you go from there, and you break it down, you break it down. The only numbers you never break down, though, are 11 and 22. Those are considered master numbers. Okay. So
0: they are... Master blasters.
1: But the potential life paths, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11, and 22. So mm-hmm. 11 and 22 are master numbers. Okay. So I went ahead, and I broke down all of your life paths There is so much, like, you can read so in-depth into the stuff. There are so many sites that give you a huge plethora of knowledge surrounding your life path, and it's kind of interesting. That's cool. Um, But I'm just going to go ahead and give you, like, a generic overview of each of your life paths based on just – I want to give you just a quip. You can go into more, but I'm going to give you a quip, and we can see how accurate they are.
0: I mean, um, it feels like an invasion of privacy, but that's fine. Well, here we
1: go. Yeah, I'm just gonna... like Let
2: our, all of our listeners know about our life path. Well,
1: well, I just want to see what your reactions are and how accurate they I'm are. I'm curious, yeah. Okay, so Evan, your number is six. Yes. Okay, your purpose. Your purpose is to develop nurturing, balanced responsibility, acceptance, service to others, and... And visionary pursuits.
2: I feel like all those things are not what Evan is interested in. Listen. <laughs> under,
1: understand that these themes <laughs> there are a lot of things that you play say into something about okay. helping
2: others, like I just want to be left alone. These are helping like, people.
1: Okay, so these are this is like your when you're they say that when like when you are born, this is your life potential and these are the things that you can recognize. So the other things that play into your numerology so it may not completely line up, but here we go. Okay, understand that these themes will be reoccurring issues throughout your life. Your life path number indicates what you're evolving into, developing, aspiring toward, and learning about. So while you display innate gifts and talents in the areas of emphasis, you'll also experience some consistent obstacles as you master your life's purpose. So when you're in alignment, you are family-oriented, romantic, responsible, artistically creative, supportive, devoted, loving, and sensible.
3: Does
1: that fit you? (laughs)
0: I, I hope so. so. Okay,
1: when you're out of alignment, you're a perfectionist, God critical, damn it. <laughs> critical, idealistic to a fault, self-righteous, meddling, or irresponsible, indulgent, non-committal, and
2: self-absorbed.
0: That mm. Could be the true. Gemini.
3: Yeah, but it's, like it's it might, similar to zodiac, but a little bit different. It might
2: be seventy-five, twenty-five. Yeah, like
1: okay the key is there a way know. for you for you to key into your visionary capabilities and let go of your need for control as a six you're a big picture kind of person ultimately you're meant to be your own boss you don't like to be told what to do
2: so on the <laughs> <laughs> buy this truck be your own boss <laughs> so,
0: that's me if i was a truck oh my gosh <laughs>
1: So pay pay close attention and learn how to build your own business in an effective way. You can be a natural entertainer. Creativity is a forte. You're also a natural counselor, lover of beauty, and cultivator of loving service. Anything in the justice field is enticing. So I also read, we're not going to talk about it through here, but one thing I read about your number is that um, with justice, you either have this supreme feeling to be like a straight edge person or to defy the justice system. Hmm. And be like, "Fuck you." No, it's weird I think because it's, like it's I really
0: both. I hate. No, it is both because like I hate police and I. That's hate, exactly so. But it. I'm like fascinated by like detective yes. work and true crime. Okay, and so that's like exactly
1: that. what's along with your number path. If you read more about it, like reading about it, I was like, "This is like Evan." If like, weird. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they say you're here to balance your sense of responsibility, and to do loving service with. With and for others. You're the home and family person and often thrive with when working with justice related issues in the creative arts. You're a nurturing presence as long as you manage your perfectionism. Caution, you're a control freak. So lighten up, accept the perfection of the imperfection of everything.
0: Feels like a personal attack.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, does Mm. that resonate with
3: you at all?
0: I think so. The only thing, it doesn't mention my huge biceps. I think (laughs) (laughs) think that should be part of it.
3: Alright, so.
0: That's crazy. That does. That, yeah. Does it, uh, like, like just Janelle,
3: with you being his significant other? What do do you you, think being my wife? I, I think that's pretty spot on. Well, okay, so this is just like a blip. You can actually go read, like, huge
1: things about it and it's pretty interesting and it's not supposed to be like spot on but it's supposed to give you a direction of
3: your personality in your life. and you
1: can also there's also name numerology there's a whole bunch of numerology things that you can mm. play on and stuff but I don't like I know you guys like I don't know you guys super well but I when I read that about Evan I was like I can kind of see it the stuff that I was reading so we're yeah. gonna go next Dude. we're gonna go to Steve Uh Steve is number path seven. He is the seeker. Steve, when you're in alignment, you are data-driven and analytical, refined mind, knowledge-driven, intuitive, wise, truth-seeker, spiritually-centered. Doubt it. Mm, I don't know, but when you're out of alignment, you're critical, obsessive, secretive, distrustful, pessimistic, intimidating, always in your head, or you're superficial, overly trusting, ignorant, and easily frustrated.
3: Damn. I can. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> the fucking
1: second. It's, like, it's to a T. You
3: need to become aligned.
2: Yeah, align me, babe.
1: It says, the key, can you accept that you're both an, an, an intellectual and a psychic? As a seven, you're always seeking answers to life's big and small questions. You live mostly in your head and tend to over-intellectualize everything. You're learning how to manage and understand the emotional side of life. I read a thing where it says that sevens are... Uh, akin to the Tin Man, on the walking through the life of the. Oh, Yellow- do I don't have sh- a heart. No, you're the Tin Man. Jesus. Walking through the. Like, I hate when you interrupt me. Walking through the life of the Yellow Brick Road because you're if- fairly immobile and rusty heart emotionally, is what it said, and I thought that was oh, really damn, sad. That <laughs> was like, Jesus Christ.
2: If <laughs> <laughs> It says, da 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 da. <laughs> If I only had a heart. It he says,
1: You're actually quite a sensitive and emotional person, yet that I'm part of you quite feels foreign. Sensitive
2: I'm- and emotional. <laughs> but sometimes. Yeah, you're just gonna, you're gonna make that fit. <laughs> if Un- I only had a fart.
1: <laughs> Understand
3: that you're on <laughs> different wavelengths than most people. <laughs> Oh shit! The lion needed a heart because he needed to be Fucking lion uh, Says so
1: you're here to be a truth seeker. Your life is spent developing and acknowledging both the left right brain continuum in yourself. When you tap into both your analytical brain and your intuitive brain, you're at your most powerful. You're an internal journey seeking to know who you really are. Deep down at your core, you need alone time.
2: And you got it right on the head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well said. (laughs) All right. I know what that is. Peace. I'm out. Well, bye. Uh, Well,
3: bye. uh, There's a
1: lot more to it. Uh, It kind of hits you though, like you're not super analytical. You're also creative, but a lot of it talked about. If you read more into it, it's very much Steve. So it's it's pretty interesting. I hope you check it out. Janelle, you are number nine. Ooh, you are. So we're six,
2: seven, nine.
1: One of the best paths, you are humanitarian.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? <laughs> your purpose is to develop spirituality, humanitarianism, creativity, wisdom, and integrity. Okay, these themes are recurring issues throughout your life. In alignment, you are a humanitarian, compassionate, magnetic, charitable, romantic, creative, generous, idealistic. And you're out of alignment, you are lacking integrity, resentful, mm-hmm. you hold on to old stuff, you're hostile and arrogant. Or you're a closed-minded, submissive, emotionally unavailable drifter or a liar. <laughs> I
0: mean don't nod your head, please. It, it, I, could, I feel like I'm gonna nod my head so hard it falls off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that
3: shit oh. is it a whole more spot on. Yeah.
2: Megan, how do we get aligned? I'm not aligned. You yeah, well, are.
1: You only get frustrated in traffic, babe.
2: You said that I wasn't aligned. Everything that lined yeah. up was what right, al- Not aligned things.
1: I said you. If you are aligned, that's the thing. Okay. The key for Janelle is how can you go with the flow of your creative and give giving impulses. You feel fulfilled when serving a humanitarian service, large and small. You're creative, compassionate, and giving. Um. It's only a lack of concentration that can keep you from enjoying the success of your projected goals. Understand that you're challenged with asking for support or help, so the sooner you can learn to ask, the better. A lesson you're learning is how to both give and receive. You're also here to master the fine art of letting go. You're here to use your creativity and make a difference in the world. Know that you might have a propensity to devour information focused on spirituality and psychology, but you're working on how to express and understand your own feelings. Tap into your creativity and into something that you feel gives back to others, and you'll be living your dream. Work on being a listener, not a proselytizer.
2: Proselytizer. Proselytizer. Who's that?
1: Being someone who's like work on listening to other people than trying to draw them into your own cause. Hmm. But I will say, like I read more beyond this about your number, and like it talks a lot about like. You feel guilt in trying to, like, uh, make other people feel happy rather than yourself. Yeah. And I don't know... <laughs> I've I known you for a short amount of time, but I can see some of those kind of features in you, which is interesting.
3: Oh, yeah. That's a huge thing. So, um, I'm not going to talk about myself, because mm-hmm. that's insane. stupid. You can if you want to. You, you want to know my number? That'd be yeah. interesting.
1: Okay, so my number... I am a life path one.
3: Oh. Ooh. We were all and, together. Uh, whoa, 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 I whoa, am whoa, a life whoa. path
1: one, a leader. My purpose is to develop and master innovative creativity, confidence, independence, originality, and achievement. In alignment, I'm innovative, energetic, original thinker, leader, determined, inspired, and courageous. Out of alignment, I'm narcissistic, self-important, domineering, and intolerant, or insecure, helpless, wishy-washy, Lacking self-respect and esteem. It's definitely the second one. (laughs) So this is, as a one, you're here to act upon your creative ideas and to be a leader. It's all about believing yourself in terms of what you're passionate about, not what other people think you should be doing. Then dive in with gusto and trust your creativity. Gusto. Don't be a lemming. Your success resides in taking risks and trusting your weirdness. (laughs) You're not meant to color inside the lines. Don't shy away from being an entrepreneur, yet you don't. You'd need foundational skills to have success. Get out there and take charge. Your highest and best use is when you get your creative ideas up and running and then move on to the next idea or to develop and add to what you've already created. Uh, It says you're here to learn how to individuate yourself from others, develop healthy independence and get on the road to attainment and achievement. You're meant to march to the best of a different drummer while also getting outside of your tendency for self-absorption. Work on quieting that negative tape that plays in your head 24-7 telling you that you're not good enough, not smart enough, not worthy, or whatever other lies and propaganda it whispers to you. You're Mm. meant to fail forward and manifest your unique ideas in the world. Mine, like, is super accurate for me. I don't know. I, I actually, like, truly, some of the Zodiac stuff, like, having a Romanian stepmother who was always like, okay, if you tell her you're dating somebody, it's, uh, what's his birthday? Put, put, put on oh, yeah. the accent. Put on yeah. the accent. Yeah. What is his birthday? What is his birthday? <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> That's, oh, like, German.
2: It's oh, like that. <laughs> That's German,
1: not Romanian. That's very German. Anyways, so, I actually kind uh, yeah, of... I remember when I first, when I was married to my ex-husband, and when I first was like, we we're about to get married, and I told my step-grandmother what my, our zodiac symbol, or like our signs were, and she's just like, oh, no, 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 no.
2: Yeah, interesting that you say your ex-husband. Right, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Wow, really? So,
1: (laughs) speaking of that, real quick, we're going to talk about um, notable people with your signs. With your life paths. I want to ask, what's your guys' Okay, so... When
2: you say ask, do you mean (sighs) A-S-S-E-D? I meant (laughs)
1: ass. Evan, notable (laughs) celebrities with your life path. Einstein? No. John Lennon? No. Robert De Niro? Okay. Steve Irwin?
0: All right, I, oh,
1: Eddie I, Murphy and Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what I a don't fucking motley you know crew. know I that is a very motley crew. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. I was on board until you read those names, and now I'm out. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I'm curious.
1: Stephen Andy Warhol. Oh, bear grills.
2: Bear grills. <laughs> Why is it grills?
1: Queen Elizabeth, JFK, Antonio Banderas, and Leonardo DiCaprio. <gasps>
3: oh, yeah. I like Antonio Banderas
2: because <laughs> it reminds me of uh, El Mariachi.
1: Yes, and, um, and Janelle, Mother Teresa, mm. uh, Mahatma Gandhi, yeah. Bob Marley, Ooh. Elvis Presley, Jimi Hendrix, and Ricky Martin. I threw his life. <laughs> <laughs> for Path Life, Life Path number one. Martin Luther King Jr., mm. Steve Jobs. Tom Hanks, mm. Walt Disney, yeah. Sean Connery.
2: Wait, wait, wait and George Lucas. Say, say that last one. Sean Connery. No, no, no come on, come on, you got
1: Sean it. Sean Connery. Do it again.
2: Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you have
0: it. Just do it.
3: Sean Connery shakes <laughs> the blue.
0: <laughs> we only got one anti semite in there. Sean so that's Connery. Right.
3: It's only one. <laughs> only one. No two. Wait,
0: what? What'd you got? Uh, Walt Disney.
3: And who's the other one? I'm going
2: assume Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve okay, Jobs. probably so, is. well, yeah. he was So huge piece are you? Of shit. Are you supposed to be like a, a good ideas person that just abuses the fuck out of anybody that works for you? Because um, I go know. back through that list.
1: I did all because I got like paranoid after doing this, so I did the numbers. I did the number life numbers for everyone in my family. on the same numbers as my dad.
0: Heather? Can I try for a better number? How do I, do I gamble for it, or you yeah, can? Yeah. Fuck, man. Okay, Although, like
1: your name, your name also has a numerology attached to it that you can align with it that discusses more of your character and apt- character and aptitudes. Now that we've talked about notable celebrities that share our life paths, um, I want to one bring up one thing here, Evan and Janelle. Mm. Well, first of all, Evan, the life path. We're gonna talk about compatibility.
3: Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting.
1: If you didn't put it fucking together, your life pass number six and nine. Sixty
0: nine! <laughs> <laughs> We're also all doing and also Evan particularly
1: you have a natural fit with life path 369 damn good fun it's me one more, more time, time get, get
0: low old. it's you more all time right. two, get low so
1: Evan and Janelle life path number compatibility is 6 and 9 when 6 and 9 are found between two partners the compatibility is usually very good
2: especially with the tongue but mm. it is important
1: <laughs> that your respective negative traits aren't allowed to grow and fester, creating an environment where you are more likely to cr- clash. The give and take compromise is something you will need to do in order to prevent unnecessary arguments from escalating. But because both of you are self-sacrificing, caring people, this is something that is not hard for either of you to do. Overall, this is a highly compatible match.
0: Aww, oh that's yeah, sweet. six nine, baby. Yeah. I feel like
2: I mean, you guys have been along. You guys have been together for a long time. Um, you've, we have mm-hmm. secret. You've hands had sheets. your this and that's, but you know, overall. I can't wait
0: till we finally have sex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
1: going to be magical. It will
0: be. No,
3: with any relationship, you will have your ups and your downs. Oh, yeah. Do you
1: want to hear our compatibility?
0: No.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Is it True. bad?
1: I, it's not bad. One in seven. Your compatibility is unpredictable. Yeah. Some relationships. Between Ones and Sevens thrive while others don't stand a chance. Huh. The initial connection in this <laughs> combination see. is usually intellectual, a level where you can relate and have plenty to share. Ones, a willingness a willingness to get off the beaten path, and an open and an unconventional, unconventional mind make for a great intellectual partnership with Seven. You are two people who happily venture into new, strange, or unknown intellectual and spiritual territories. And if you happen to click... This can lead to a very promising combination. Free thinkers, for very different reasons, Free
2: thinkers are dangerous.
1: driven by very different perspectives and with very different energies, somehow blend nicely to make a nice, spicy recipe. Oh, spicy? <laughs> spicy. 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 Is that like
2: a jalapeno or a or is that habanero? Is that even ghost? We're too spicy oh, for the pepper. Spicy like a ghost. Spicy
0: boy. Okay.
2: Spicy boy.
3: Yep, yeah, there we go.
2: All right, it's time for the fast facts. So, today's carrot has only been orange for about the last 200 years. The original carrot, which is probably native to Afghanistan, was purple. (laughs) Through selective breeding, it was changed from purple to white to yellow, then orange. Wow, that's really boring.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The dog size.
2: Purdue did a scientific study on how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. They built a special machine for the tests, and it's 343 licks. Hmm. The cookie monster's real name is Sid. Hmm. In Switzerland, you can hire a clown to stalk your kid and creepily smash a cake into their face on their birthday.
1: Okay. Is that all one? That's
3: horrifying.
2: And researchers have found that dogs are able to pick up a specific scent that cancer produces in a person.
3: Hmm. Interesting. So
2: dogs know if you're gonna die of cancer. That's pretty fucked up. Thanks dogs. Smart. Let me know.
1: My dog's not that smart. Um additional search terms oh, we have today. That's terribly depressing. Terra Android sex.
0: Mm.
1: Nihilist Arby's.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Mothman Erotica for the second time.
2: That's from the last episode. Do it again. Okay. Well, we'd like to thank uh Evan and Janelle for coming on the show. Hey, yeah, the
1: thanks for having, having us. Is. Thanks for terrifying me for the rest of my life, Evan. Oh well, yeah,
0: it'll never go away. The fear will follow you forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right guys well if you had fun listening to our podcast please check us out on instagram at clear history podcast
2: send us an email at clear history podcast at gmail.com
1: yeah send us a topic send us something weird that's happening in your life if you're a rapist uh you know what
3: <laughs> don't. what did the, you the the don't <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: And uh, we'll be back next week on Thursday uh, having a good time, having some fun, talking about some dumb shit. Um, What was the other thing that we wanted to say? Uh,
1: Steve's no longer allowed to make whiskey and ciders. (laughs) Maybe